One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I am Courtney Eck. And I'm Sadie Eck. And uh, it's going to thunder behind me tonight, so welcome to an extra dramatic, lightning and thunder-filled nighttime tale of (laughs) total terror and murder. Well, actually, this isn't a murder story at all tonight. What? So, I know, I know. where Where are you taking us? We are on a little journey of childhood onset schizophrenia, oh or maybe a victim of Munchausen's by proxy. Oh my God! Tell me this everything. This is the story of Janny Schofield. Great. In 2009, media and news outlets picked up on the astonishing story of January or Janny Schofield, who, at just six years old, had been diagnosed with childhood onset schizophrenia. Her parents, Michael and Susan, told the story of a child who was born, quote, different. They knew right away something was wrong with their little girl. Mm. Mm. Born on August 8th, 2002, Janie's father, Michael, said even as a newborn, she would only sleep four hours in a 24-hour period. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, most newborns sleep anywhere between, like, 14 to 20 hours a day. And only constant, high-energy stimulation kept Janie from screaming. Oh, no. Michael told a journalist for the LA Times in an article written about the family's experience, quote, For the first 18 months, we would take her to malls, play areas, Ikea, anywhere we could find crowds. It was impossible to overstimulate her. We would leave at 8 in the morning and be gone for 14 hours. We could not come home until Janie had been worn out enough so that she would sleep a couple of hours. You're kidding me. No. Just so funny, like reading this, <laughs> all I've ever known about newborns is to not overstimulate them. 
Uh-huh. And so I don't, I mean, I'm not here to judge the parents. I mean, I am a little bit going to judge their parenting, but it just seems like I wonder what that would do to a child, even if that seems like the best course of action, but to like just have this newborn constantly stimulated so it wouldn't <laughs> cry feels really uh opposite of like D- what i have learned yeah yeah <laughs> about newborns and their development right because they just need to lay there and let their brains sort of form right yeah and cry like Adjust crying is to the world. definitely a part of some newborns experience and like mm-hmm. you know but who knows as Janie grew older, her behavior grew violent and her tantrums became out of control. She was in and out of different preschools. She only lasted one week in kindergarten. Her teachers were unable or unwilling to deal with her outbursts. Quote, she would go into these rages where she would scream, hit, kick, scratch, and bite. She could say, mommy, I love you. And seconds later, switch into being really violent, Michael says. She was described as mostly living in her own imaginary world with a large group of animals and friends. She started demanding to be called by different names like Rainbow and Blue-Eyed Tree Frog. Mm. Despite her outbursts, Danny was incredibly bright with an IQ of 146. I think that's high, right? Yeah, it's very high. Yeah. she. I think average is like 100. I think I'm like 190, 90, <laughs> 500 and you're off the, six. You're off the charts. 620 Definitely. is what I scored last yesterday. <laughs> she had all the symbols of the periodic tables memorized by age six. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's pretty, pretty, pretty smart. Mm-hmm. When Jenny's little brother Bodhi was born in 2007, Janie began to take her anger out on him. Oh, no. It became her parents' full-time job to keep Janie from hurting her baby brother. Mm-hmm. Usual parenting strategies like timeouts and positive reinforcement had no effect on her. She was out of control. Mm-hmm. Susan and Michael decided to take Janie to the doctor to see if they could figure out what was happening, and it seemed as if they got a different opinion from each different doctor. Bipolar, ADHD, ineffective parenting are just a few of the diagnoses they were offered. In December 2007, they were referred to a psychiatrist who tried to find a medication that would help Janie's odd behaviors, but medications didn't seem to help as Janie fell deeper into her imaginary world, which she started to call Kalalini. <laughs> I'm going to go to Kalalini. Seriously. She would tell people, quote, Kalalini is on the border between this world and my other world. Throughout 2008, Janie's behavior escalated. She was hospitalized multiple times, once for a three-week stretch. For what? Just for having these out-of-control behaviors. Oh, hospitalized, like mental hospital, not like she hurt herself and they... Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Yes. When they tried to put her into first grade, she choked herself with her hands, hit her head on the walls, and said she wanted to die. When Janie started telling her parents about her new imaginary friend, 400 the cat, who told her to hit and kick the people around her, Janie's parents realized she might not be in control of her imaginary friends. They might be controlling her. Oh, God. 400 the cat is a really fucking cool name for a cat, but that is also very spooky. Yeah, super spooky. She had many friends in her mind. Two little girls named 100 Degrees and 24 Hours. 
I love her so much. So much. 200 the rat and magical 61 the cat are just a few of her imaginary friends. Oh my god. What was I mean, the last really, one? 206, has, 261 the cat. 200 the rat. And then another one was called magical 61 the cat. Magical 61. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. Speechless. She really has opened up my world to different naming opportunities. Yes. You know, like, why, why are we restricting ourselves? Right. For two people that love names as much as you and I, like, Jenny's <laughs> our, our best friend. Our new queen. Yeah. Yes. Part of our podcast. After a year of observation, the psychiatrist told Michael and Susan their seven-year-old daughter was psychotic and should be placed into a residential treatment program. Oh, my cat has got chills. I cannot imagine getting that news. No. Around this time, Susan was laid off from her job, and despite the family needing their... Ooh, is that thunder? That was my brain. Because when you have an IQ of <laughs> 620, just, it's got a lot of some pressure off. once in a while. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Around this time, Susan was laid off from her job. And despite the family needing her income, she describes feeling relieved because she could now supervise her daughter 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. In addition to having her mother home, her psychiatrist decided to try a new medication and put her on one milligram of Haldol twice a day. I think Haldol is pretty intense, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are. It's going to be a lot of like antipsychotic, right? Sorts of medicine for her. Yep. It seemed to work for the young child. Her behaviors calmed, and her imaginary friends started to go away. They put her back in school, but on her first day back, the muscles on one side of her body locked up, and paramedics had to be called. Oh no. Mm-hmm. The paralysis was a side effect of the medication she was taking, so her dose had to be lowered. Mm. A few days later, they tried school again, but this time, after being there only an hour, the principal called Michael, asking him to come get his daughter. She was throwing a violent tantrum, and they couldn't get her under control. Michael, who said he was worn out and sick of not getting any support, refused to pick her up. What? Quote, I knew if we took her home, we wouldn't get any help anywhere, he says. We were fed up with nobody believing us, nobody helping us. The principal called the police and reported the parents had abandoned their out-of-control child. Damn. Uh, mm-hmm. Along with three school psychologists, a team of emergency psychiatric workers were called to evaluate Janny. They concluded she was psychotic and took her to UCLA. Once there, Michael and Susan were told that Janie's behaviors weren't their fault, there was something wrong with her brain, and officially diagnosed her with child-onset schizophrenia. Oh, buddy. Doctors put Janie on 300 milligrams of Thorazine, which helped her psychosis, but caused the paralysis to come back. They tried other medications that would usually render a grown adult unconscious, but it barely touched the little girl. Holy shit. They attempted to get Janie into a residential program to help treat her psychosis, but no one was equipped to handle a small child with schizophrenia. Mm. Michael and Susan were back to square one. They both had family histories of mental illness and both suffered from depression and were on antidepressants themselves. Susan was diagnosed as bipolar. They had absolutely no support from either side of their family. They were on their own. Good God. 
Doctors put Janie on a combination of different medicines, including lithium, which seemed to help her, and then they deemed her ready to go home. After spending 133 days in the hospital, Janie was discharged from UCLA back to her parents' care. Oh my god, these poor people, poor everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. So I, I don't doubt that she was, like, thoroughly evaluated in yeah. those 133 days, but boy. I am dying to know where this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Susan and Michael decided to move out of their two-bedroom apartment into two one-bedroom apartments. Oh, boy. This would allow them to keep Janie away from her brother, Bodie. Michael and Susan would take turns spending the night with their two different children. Mm. It's around this time that Oprah Winfrey's show caught wind of Janie's story and wanted to feature her on one of their episodes. I was going to say that that specific detail is, is familiar to me. And I, I think a lot of families have had to do that with mm-hmm. ch- with children who are you know violent, especially aggressive toward their sibling. But that sounds very familiar. familiar yeah, I wouldn't be surprised me. at all if this story has come across your world at some point you know it was highly publicized well i mean with the iq of 617 um <laughs> I, I i have read and seen everything so right right of course. yeah yeah <laughs> i diagnosed her I, di- I diagnosed her originally <laughs> I, I was i was eight and she was seven when i diagnosed her just FYI. <laughs> She was then thrown into the media spotlight, and maybe, just maybe, her parents realized they could profit from their bad luck. No, boy. The diagnosis of childhood onset schizophrenia is extremely rare. Children who are diagnosed before the age of 18 is estimated to be about 0.5%, so half of a percent. Wow. Whereas very early onset schizophrenia, which begins prior to the age of 13, has been estimated to be around only 0.04% of the United States population. Unbelievable. Yep. To arrive at a diagnosis, the child should go through a lengthy clinical assessment, which should include a thorough personal, medical, psychosocial, and family history, as well as a physical examination, neurological workup, and laboratory evaluation. Yeah, I imagine that that level of diagnosis isn't something you should just willy-nilly dole out. That's well, yeah, especially because the only yeah the only treatment for schizophrenia is like really heavy-duty medicine to help with the symptoms. There's no cure. Right. It's going right. to last. The, that diagnosis will time. stick with her forever. Yeah. Yep. And I would assume that in the 133 days, she went through a shit ton of testing. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, but I also think that it's, a lot of it is subjective. And with small children, it can be even more difficult to, we're going to talk about it more later, but like suss out the difference between hallucinations, delusions, and just like pure imagination. Right. Um, so... Right. The information gathered about the child should come from multiple sources, not just the parents. A clinician then takes this information and compares it to the symptoms list in the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or the DSM-5. Yep. Uh, so this is how they reach their official diagnosis. Someone needs to experience at least two of the following symptoms, delusions, hallucinations, disorganized thinking, 
grossly disorganized or canatonic behavior or negative symptoms. Mm-hmm. At least one of the two or more symptoms must be out of the first three on the list. Right. Does that make sense? <laughs> Enough. Yes. I mean, right. yeah, I wrote the yeah. DSM-5 um, <laughs> class Clearly. week, so I updated it. <laughs> Where some see a clear diagnosis of schizophrenia in Janny, others see an exceptionally smart child on the autism spectrum who has a lively and detailed imagination. Mm-hmm. A retired psychotherapist who goes by K.M. Brown uses Janny's story as a case study for their college classes, saying, quote, Is Janny delusional? Her belief in Kalalini and its inhabitants suggests that she might be, but clinicians recognize that Janny's belief in another world subtly differs from typical schizophrenia spectrum delusions. Mm-hmm. Those usually fall into one or more of these categories. They're precursory, so someone's after me. Mm-hmm. They're erotomanic, someone's in love with me. Mm-hmm. The somatic, something's wrong with me. They could be referential, so it's all about me. Grandiose, I'm all that, or nihilistic. It doesn't matter anyway, since the world is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Jenny's stories about Catalini don't fit neatly into any of those categories. They have more in common with a well-developed fantasy than a true delusion. Right. K.M. Brown goes on to say, quote, she says that she sees, quotes, unquote, sees animals in Kalalini, but our inner lives are filled with imagery. And she's a child who may not be able to draw a line between the kinds of pictures we can call forth in our minds at will and a bona fide hallucination. So basically, she just has a really good imagination, potentially. Potentially. What, yeah. Yes. Yep. Along the schizophrenia spectrum, hallucinations are much more likely to be auditory than visual. Janny's quote, visions seem more like imagination to me. This is still K.M. Brown talking, not me. <laughs> Just, right. you know, uh, seem much more like imagination to me since Michael is able to engage with them to uh, to Janny's satisfaction. Mm-hmm. When he tells her that one of her cats is sitting on his head, she looks up at it and smiles as if she can see it too. But true hallucinations are autonomous. Someone who doesn't experience them can't say that they are in any certain place and get someone with mental illness to see them there. That's play acting. Hallucinations are outside of our control. So I'm a little, just the wording is a little confusing. So she's saying that, again, that she thinks Janie is just acting it out, that she's not. Mm -hmm. She has this very vivid imagination and she has all of these creatures she's created in a world. If it was a true hallucination and she didn't have control over it, her dad couldn't say, oh, you know, the cat is on my head. And then Janny could look up and smile at it and play along. That wouldn't happen. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't include him at all. He wouldn't have any input in her hallucinations. They would just be there and she would be interacting with them aside from her father and wouldn't agree with him. You know, wouldn't play along with him. Right. If it was a true hallucination. Right. No, there's no cat on your head. Mm-hmm. The cat's yep. playing guitar and is going to kill me. Yeah. Right. Got it. And that most of the time, uh, it's much more common to have auditory hallucinations rather than visual. And so she wouldn't be seeing things necessarily. Right. She, I mean, maybe some, but she would be more hearing them. Got it. Yeah. 
K.M. Brown believes that Janie is acting out what's expected from her, from her parents. Mm-hmm. When she was hospitalized at UCLA, her doctors noticed that she already knew what schizophrenia was and was able to describe it in detail. Oh, boy. Yep. She wasn't shy to tell hospital staff that she had schizophrenia before anyone officially diagnosed her. Uh-huh. So her doctors also noticed that Janie's symptoms would lessen a great deal when her parents were not with her at the hospital. But as soon as they came back to visit, her schizophrenic behaviors would come flooding back. Mm-hmm. They wondered if she was acting this way because it's what Susan and Michael expected from her. Right. The Schofields were the subjects of a 2010 Discovery Life documentary, and they were on the Dr. Phil show in 2013, just as Michael and Susan said they'd started to notice the same psychosis in their now six-year-old son, Bodie. No, no, no. Doctors diagnosed the young boy with autism, but said he was not schizophrenic. It was also in 2013 when Michael published the family's first book titled January 1st, A Child's Descent into Madness and Her Father's Struggle to Save Her. Oh, boy. Media attention did wonders for their book sales, and they started a nonprofit called the Janney Foundation, which raised a half million dollars in donations in just one year, despite the lack of a clear idea of what the money would go towards. Oh, God. In 2015, Michael and Susan divorced, and Michael moved from California to Minnesota, where he remarried and started a new family, leaving Susan completely alone to raise their children. Oh, no. This is (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Michael later admitted on a 2019 episode of Dr. Phil that he had cheated on Susan multiple times during their marriage and hadn't been in love with her for a long time before their divorce. (laughs) In October of that year, Susan decided to start her own YouTube channel to talk about her struggles raising two children with schizophrenia. Well, now we're just blending episodes, aren't we? What was the (laughs) the poor dear with the autism and the mom and the blog and the... Right, uh, Izzy. Mm -hmm. Izzy. Izzy Stapleton, yeah. Yes. In her early videos, she talks about what schizophrenia supposedly looks like in young children while showing clips of Janie and Bodhi. Early on, she included other families going through the same thing. They shared their stories and what they had done to get their children treatment. After the first few videos, Susan and her children became the focus, and the videos became increasingly more personal. Mm -hmm. Susan documented her children's tantrums, toilet breaks, showers, and even did a video featuring Janie discussing her first period. Mm -hmm. In 2017, Susan released her own book, which she had wanted to title Janie's Savior. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. But it was released as Born Schizophrenic, A Mother's Search for Her Family's Sanity. Mm. After her book release, she started to publish YouTube videos even more frequently. As Susan's audience grew, bystanders became increasingly alarmed by what they saw on her videos. It seemed as though both children's behaviors were becoming increasingly more troublesome, Bodie's in particular. Oh, God. I know. Viewers noticed the massive amounts of medication Susan was giving her children. Those watching the videos noticed the changes in different prescriptions from a slew of different doctors that Susan took Janie and Bodie to when other doctors would not prescribe the strong antipsychotics she believed her children, especially Bodie, needed. Mm-hmm. Other YouTubers began putting together compilation videos to show that the children's health and behaviors were only getting worse over the years. Mm-hmm. 
According to an article in The Verge titled How a Family YouTube Channel Unraveled a Medical Nightmare, written by McKenna Kelly, says, quote, What the forum goers and YouTubers constructed from Susan's videos was troubling. They built graphs dedicated to showing Bodhi's medicine and dosages over the years, starting from when he was just a toddler. Mm. Onlookers weren't only concerned with Bodhi simply taking the medication, but that the doctors weren't conducting the normal amount of oversight. Mm-hmm. Susan seemed to take him to a different doctor seeking a different prescription for every checkup. Yeah, that's not okay. If you have a child no. who has a severe mental disorder, they need consistent care. Very consistent. They need 133 days in treatment. Right. Like right. Got. Right. But I don't think any doctors that have thus far given, you know, said yes he has schizophrenia they say he has autism so they wouldn't right you know she's jumping around trying to get what she wants right according to an attentive forum goer Bodhi was on at least 350 milligrams of clozapine 700 milligrams of depakote and 300 milligrams of thorazine good god the exact amount may be in doubt but on youtube susan had discussed her excitement of finally convincing doctors that Bodhi should be on both thorazine and clozapine To some observers, Bodhi's medical issues seemed less like schizophrenia and more like a side effect of Otover medication. Mm -hmm. Chronic use of older generation psychotics like Thorazine can lead to a syndrome which manifests as tics that are similar to symptoms of Tourette's syndrome. Mm -hmm. Overusing some antipsychotics can also increase a person's likelihood for seizures and leave them groggy or easily confused. Mm-hmm. symptoms that some of the Schofield watchers believed they've spotted in Bodhi. The children's health seemed to be in a steady decline. A once cheerful and talkative Bodhi was now nonverbal. One of Janie's mm. eyes began to wander. She had a hard mm. time writing in a straight line. And despite her IIQ, she was still trying to learn basic math. Oh, God, that is not good. No. It wasn't just random people on the internet paying attention to Susan's social media presence. Michael was also watching his children's decline from afar. In 2019, he contacted the Dr. Phil show and asked them to do an intervention for Susan. He was ready to help. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Yes. Uh Yeah. Yes. He abandoned his family Mm -hmm. and started a new family, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Moved from California to Minnesota. To to just start over again because it was too hard poor michael and then he's like no dr phil can you help what the fuck Mm -hmm. that guy yeah hey dr phil i need a boost in my book sales please oh my god do it in like finger quotes intervention on my wife my ex-wife who's the who's the bad guy now oh my god yeah this is horrible this is a parfait of awfulness yes terrible people He was ready to help his children after years of being absent from their lives. Oh my god. The episode aired in March of 2019. During the filming, Michael claimed that Susan was exploiting her children. Quote, She's filmed Bodie in the shower. She's filmed Bodie on the toilet. She claims that she's doing these videos as an advocate for mental health, but I don't think she's actually teaching anyone anything, Michael said on the show. Quote, I think that the purpose of these is for her to get attention and for her to make money because she makes money off the ad revenue. Just put some narcissists together and see what happens. Oh, <laughs> no, nothing right. good? What a shock. I know, God. I know. 
Susan disagreed, saying that she wasn't exploiting her children, but, quote, exploiting the mental health care system. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck yeah. those guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take them for all their words. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, she continued, quote, Adam Lanza was diagnosed with autism, and that didn't work out great. He was clearly psychotic. They made a big mistake. Well, I mean, okay. I know. I know. Susan tells Dr. Phil that she took Bodie to more than 50 doctors in order to get the diagnosis she wanted. Dr. Phil agreed that Bodie appeared to be on the autism spectrum. Not like Dr. Phil knows anything from anything. Like that, the, that, the, I mean, that's a whole other problem that Dr. Phil is like this expert that's weighing in on these children's lives. And it, when you watch, I couldn't find the whole thing start to finish, but I did watch a lot of clips of this and mm-hmm. he uh, just really gets under my skin. Like, oh, you play. think <laughs> you don't love Dr. Phil? <laughs> really? <laughs> we talked that, like, I think it was a Patreon episode about how we like bald men, but Dr. Oh, Phil is yeah. one of them. Um, no, because he kept it. He didn't shave it. He's not bald. Yes, He's got the ring. I know. I know. So no. Yeah. It doesn't count. You got to get it all. Yeah. That's his first problem. Uh, but he he plays these clips of these children for his TV show. And then he's like, stop it right there. Like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Like talking to his producers. I'm not going to sit here and exploit these children. <laughs> Excuse me? Like, don't pretend. Just... Do it. Don't pretend like you're not yeah. doing it when you are doing it 100%. You are making yeah. it so much worse for them. Yeah. Anyway. And also, guys, if, any, if you don't know, and I'm always surprised at how little people know that reality TV is actually scripted. Like, it's not. Right. It's not yeah. authentic. These are no. not authentic moments that are happening. They're, of course not. Producers make, you know, like on reality television, they make people reenact something that has already happened if they ha- didn't weren't there. But yeah, Dr. Phil wasn't like, I've never seen this before. Right. He saw it before, guys, just in case you don't know that. He's <laughs> in charge of every bit of it. He yes. knows everything that's about to be shown in his show. Yeah, of He's course. not a good and guy. And his script writer is like, okay, here you're going to act appalled and yes. you're going to save the day by taking, oh, just stop right there after the worst part of the video is already over. <laughs> like, I object. Ugh. Mm-hmm. In one video that was played during the show, Susan is standing in front of her son, demanding that he tell her what he needs. Quote, do you need medication? Yes or no? She asks him. I need to know if you need Chlorazil or Depakote. Bodhi's eyes stare off into space. Drool drips from his lips. It's 4.30 a.m. Bodhi is 11 years old. What the fuck? Yeah. And the whole video is he's in the bathroom sitting there and not like totally zoned out. And apparently she wants him, he wants to go somewhere at 4.30 in the in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's been a while since we've had to go out in the middle of the night. If you want to go out, you have to tell me what medication you need. You haven't had any medication in a while. Do you need this or do you need that? What? And he's just sitting there and she just keeps asking him. Like, oh, it's God. very, very strange. Yeah. Dr. Phil agreed to help Susan, but she would have to remove her YouTube channel from the internet first. Yeah, because he wants exclusive fucking rights to it. (laughs) Is that because he wants to help them, FYI? Yeah, no. It's so fucked up. During the show, she refused, but later relented and took all the videos down. Mm -hmm. Not long after the show aired, the rest of Susan's social media presence went dark, too. 
There were no status updates of her children, no videos, just news articles shared on her Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It turns out that authorities got involved as well and removed Jenny, who is now 17 years old, Holy and Bodie, shit. yeah, and Bodie, who is 12, from her custody on March 10th of 2019. Oh, thank God. L.A. County Children's Court put a gag order on the children, making it illegal for the parents to share any information about the children while they sorted out what was happening to the siblings. Mm-hmm. At first, it was unclear what exactly drove authorities to remove the children from Susan's custody, but it occurred shortly after the latest Dr. Phil video aired. Quote, They believe that Susan was exaggerating Bodhi's symptoms because she believes he has schizophrenia, Michael wrote. As for why they took Janie too, I was told it was because she was giving Janie Thorazine and because of her negative influence on Janie. Mm-hmm. The gag order did not prevent sources connected to the family from leaking information on the website Kiwi Farms. Oh, what's Kiwi Farms? It's a it's like a sort of like a web sleuths type forum, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I think it's pretty problematic. But Kiwi Farms was the one that really like went through the videos and compiled mm-hmm. all the information and was was following the kids re- really closely. Got it. Um, so por- according to this website, uh, sources connected to the family were leaking information to them. Mm-hmm. A source claiming to be connected to the family, some speculate the source was actually Michael, said that once removed from their mother's care, both children were weaned off all their medication and showed no signs of having schizophrenia. Oh, really? <laughs> In a hearing, CPS would tell a judge they removed Janie and Bodie from their mother's care because she was over-medicating both her children and was too mentally unstable to care for her kids and exaggerated the symptoms of their illness. Those poor fucking kids. No. They also accused her of exploiting Janie and Bodie to the media and on YouTube, denying them phone access to their father and his phone access to them. They also said that she was failing to co-parent or involve their father in medical decisions. During a two-day hearing to decide custody, Susan failed to show up the first day of the hearing Mm -hmm. and had a, quote, expert witness to testify to Janie's diagnosis, who had never met Janie or been a part of her medical care. Well, you know, but she could probably... Like, I think, listen, like, watch your mom's YouTube channel and figure it out. Yeah, of course. I think it was you. I think she called the smartest woman in the world, Courtney Act, to testify. Well, I mean, I didn't want to take, steal Dr. Phil's thunder (laughs) because I have so much respect for him. (laughs) What if it was Dr. Phil she called as an expert? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Dr. Phil is actually a doctor, though, right? Dr. Oz is not, but Dr. Phil is. I don't. But maybe, but not like an MD, maybe like a... I think, I don't, I think he's maybe a psychologist or something. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I'm going to look it up. Doctorate in clinical psychology. Okay. Though he ceased renewing his license to practice psychology in 2006. Holy shit. That's a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is he a DDS? That's what everyone wants to know. (laughs) What if he was? What if he was a dentist? <laughs> dentist. That would be amazing. <laughs> so that witness, the expert witness, even said they did not believe Jenny was schizophrenic, but it had autism instead. So even her own oh. expert witness. Whoa, backfire. 
god. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh. After spending a year in foster care, Janie turned 18 and was given the choice to either stay in foster care until she was 21, move in with her dad, who lived in Minnesota, or she could move back in with her mom. Foster care. Janie decided to go back to her mother in August of 2020. Oh, no. Oh, no. As of June 2021, Janie just recently graduated high school. Videos of her on her mom's new YouTube channel, which has over 200 videos and 30,000 subscribers, shows a bright young woman walking across the stage to receive her diploma. Hopefully she will have the chance at a bright future. I'm not feeling real helpful for the poor girl. Please. I know. The details of where Bodie is and how he is doing are very vague because of the gag order. But he is still in foster care. Uh, I really hope that he's getting the care he needs. Yeah, are you kidding? Yeah. He'll be 18 in four years and very well may end up back in the care of his mother as well. No criminal charges have been filed against Susan or Michael, and it seems unlikely that that will happen. Sadly, the Schofield children are just two of hundreds, maybe thousands of kids that are routinely exploited and abused by their parents for money and fame. Mm-hmm. The rise of YouTube has only made this problem worse. Multiple channels have been created showing parents, quote, pranking their children and mm-hmm. having them take part in, quote, extreme challenges for likes and subscribers. No. Some of these channels have been taken down and children have even been removed from their parents' custody because of the abuse shown on these videos. Mm -hmm. But the problem is still very much there. In a statement, a spokesperson for YouTube said, quote, We work closely with leading child safety organizations and others in our industry to, to protect young people. Additionally, we have robust privacy guidelines to protect the privacy of all our users In the event a parent or legal guardian feels the privacy of a child has been violated, they can file a privacy complaint, and we will quickly remove content which violates our guidelines. Hey, YouTube. That's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That video I just posted of my child being put in an ice bath was really over the top. I'm I'm going to flag my own self. Could you please take that down? Thank you. God. (sighs) But what happens when it's the parents who are violating their own children? Who will help right. them then? Dr. Phil. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Obviously, every time. Every time. He took took that mom's count right down, right off there, mm-hmm. YouTube. Yep. So, that's oh it. God. Oh, my God. Yep. There are two books, a documentary, a thousand articles, a million YouTube videos. So if you want more, there's more. There's a lot more. But the bottom line is, like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know that it was Munchausen's. I don't know if it went that far. Right. It doesn't seem Um, like it. But it doesn't seem like uh, good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, and kind of the worst possible way where it's not necessarily, I mean, maybe criminal, maybe, but right on the fucking border so that it's even harder to pin down what's going on with mm-hmm. these poor kids yeah, you know what i mean really vague yeah yeah which is almost worse because then they're just sort of stuck in this limbo it's like you know internet stalking and the police are like well unless something happens you know it's like they're not being great parents but they're also not being like illegal or like mm-hmm. technically abusive you know 
Yeah. Or maybe they are, but oh God. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. No. It kind of puts into perspective, you know, you read a lot about children can't be diagnosed for things early on. Right. And that can be hard for parents in some ways because they can't access therapy and stuff that they need. Right. Right. But then this story sort of put that in perspective more, like on the other side of it. You know, I really think diagnosing a six-year-old with schizophrenia is really, feels really problematic for right. her. Right. When so much needs to happen in her brain still, like so right. much needs to, to happen. She hasn't yeah. even hit puberty. Like, yeah. I just think that that is a problem. And why <sighs> would Susan push so hard? And then, like, leave the medication choices up to her fucking 11-year-old kid. Yeah, that's who has very autism. Strange. And, you know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, not That's good. very... No. Yeah, I can see definitely... I mean, it's because of the way the system is set up. But I can see wanting a diagnosis so that you can get the help that you need so you can receive services. Definitely. If your kid sure. is an extreme case. But, yeah, at the same time, you know, as a human being i would prefer to just be sort of holistic in my approach to caring for someone i loved right, right? yes yep and oh, yo, yo, yo. Them on youtube and dr phil shows god no no yep. our family has gone through plenty and the last thing that i would ever think to do is broadcast it you know oh, <laughs> like uh, oh like talk about it videotape it i just yeah. And I can, and, and I do think it's important to talk about mental health. I, I was just talking about this this weekend, actually, with my friend who has mental health issues. And we were just talking about the difference when your friend on social media, like, posts a hot selfie and then talks about their mental health. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> doesn't feel genuine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm fine with selfies, whatever. I don't care, you know, but there they can tell the difference between people who are authentically trying to share to make people better and people who are like maybe attention seeking a little bit uh-huh. right do whatever you want on the internet but just be discerning when you're following people and giving them your attention and giving them your likes sure. and your shares and your fucking clicks you know right well and it's one thing to do that to yourself like whatever like do it yeah right it's a whole other thing to do that to your children 100% you know like i think about that yeah. all the time and I posted more pictures of my boys when they were babies and so cute. And But as yeah. they get older, it definitely feels like that. this is their life. Yep. And I have no business putting them out there like that. You know, like sharing totally. embarrassing stories or, you know, and then I, right. of course I have a podcast. But I think even on the podcast, I try to be careful not to sh- share something that I think if they listened back, you know, 10 years from now, they, <laughs> yeah. would they hate that? Would they hate that I shared that story? Would right. they think it was funny? Like, you know, I do think about that. Yeah. Because I don't want to exploit my children. <laughs> I really well, don't. And maybe I should Well. Start. Maybe that's Sadie. my first problem. <laughs> Sadie. You only get one chance to make money off your kids. Yep. C- grasp it. Yes. Ride that pony. Ride that wave. Um, my oldest child is in love with youtube and i we avoided youtube for a very long time mm-hmm. i mean it's just been in the last since covid pretty much that that youtube has been a thing that he watches right. he loves it loves it and he watches a lot of these parents who start youtube channels that feature their children 
Uh There's a lot of them out there and some are better than others. Uh Um, But man, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, it's yeah. hard to watch. He was watching one this morning, actually, and I had you know been researching the story. And so I paid closer attention than I normally do. And then I was horrified. And I was like, oh, my God, we have to take YouTube off of our... This is done. Like, I can't do yeah. this with him yeah. anymore. Oh, it's just weird. It's just so weird. I just feel like we're all disassociating as a result of this mm-hmm. anyway. Like, social media... Cracking our brains in half, but as for children, especially, and then children right. who have to be on there, or like the YouTube kids who are like, "Hey, come on with me! We're gonna put mm-hmm. a bunch of cereal in a swimming pool." <laughs> it's like totally but, like to have to act like that all the time. I just yeah, yeah. It's not it's good. Crazy. It's fucking Britney no. Spears. Look at Britney Spears. Let's talk well, about Britney it, Spears. Yeah, like that's what I think about is how completely destroyed all child actors are like yeah. all of them right and now we have this platform where we can ex- like super exploit our kids easily yep. yep and these channels are making a shit ton of money you know it's and so then the parents oh, yeah. can't stop because they they're relying on it and they have sponsors and you know there's ryan's world i don't know if you yeah have like familiar. yeah he started on youtube and now he's right. got he's got like lines of toothbrushes and toys and on and mm-hmm. on and on and on and yep. the videos are terrible the parents are creepy it's just like <laughs> where what and the kids might like uh, regular kids love these shows yeah <sighs> so poor, well, poor oldest child of mine when i'm like eh, we're done we're no more youtube i can't i just can't do it it's yeah it feels so toxic yeah, yeah. i don't think it's good and no. I don't think there's, I don't think it's good. No. Like, look at the yeah. Biebs. My boy, Justin Bieber, he's got like a mm. full fucking full-time team of doctors helping him with all of his <laughs> issues. And granted, yep. some of them are medical, like Lyme's disease and stuff. But, you know, he's got serious fucking mental health problems, mm. serious anxiety. Like, he has to sit in a fucking oxygen suit. You know, yeah. like, that's not okay. Amy Winehouse died. Because her dad fucking exploited the shit out of her. You really have to think about these things before you make these decisions for your children. Yep. And, and, you know, there's like Billie Eilish on the other end of the spectrum. You know, who knows? Like, I don't know. I don't know that you can escape fame without some serious fucking problems. No, like I think she's probably all sorts of fucked up, too. <laughs> but <laughs> like, at least her parents are like trying, you know, they're yeah. there with her, trying to protect her, trying to support her. You know, it's obvious that they're trying. I'm sure they're fucking stoked that their daughter's a quadrillionaire, totally. you know. But who isn't? Mm-hmm. You know, it's but yeah, I, I think we all have to think very hard about I, I, you know, we talk about it with this podcast. If this podcast hits, I, uh-huh. <laughs> it, like, do I really want that? Do I really want that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if I do. Yeah. I don't know. So. No. It's a lot. Fuck. Well, the only answer is to not have children because then you won't be tempted <laughs> to exploit them. Uh, don't th- I really am not. I just am not tempted. I don't want to do that to them. I'm tempted to exploit your children. They're adorable. Yeah. You can. I'll give you permission. <laughs> Doesn't it's not as bad if your aunt exploits you, right? Oi, oi, oi. Anyway, yeah. good one, man. That is Thanks. very fucked up. And I, uh, any kind of Munchausen's Munchausen's adjacent, you know, I'm down to listen to it. But it's not cool. It's not. Yeah. A, it's not cool. No. No. 
just the idea of childhood onset schizophrenia is like what yeah crazy i'm sure it exists and that sounds devastating and like having a child with severe behavioral issues sounds fucking awful but yep i don't know know. there's better there's better ways to move forward than starting a youtube channel that wouldn't be the first thing on my priority list you know right no i gotta call dr phil and be like maybe i should find a facility or something you know i don't know (laughs) yes yeah it seems like it really ramped up once they realized it caught on like oprah called and they're like oh yeah uh, yeah we can yeah dr phil oprah ellen whoever i don't know who all yelled stop it stop putting the children on your shows yep anyway anyway well yep that's it goodbye great goodbye i'll see you later everybody (laughs) you got anything over on your end i do i got some names i got some names if you want them i'll lay them on you let's do it um speaking of dds one of our listeners said their dad's name is dan dean smith which is abbreviated dds that that was cute (laughs) that's adorable (laughs) um there's a saint mary's butts which (laughs) is a mall and a church um majestic sam's yes fucking great name so amazing okay some more place names lower assenden (laughs) middle assenden no Pischel <laughs> Toker's Green, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody had a friend named Hala Fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want that friend. Uh, yeah, and somebody said, and how have we not mentioned Speedweed of SVU writing fame? <laughs> I don't watch SVU, so I've no. I mean, not often I have watched SVU because I'm a fucking human being. But right. speed, speed weed. God. <laughs> uh, Thank good. you guys. So good. Thank you, Speed Weed. Wherever speed you are. Weed. Speed Weed two hundred. The two hundred or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> Magic. What was it? Cat. Magic. See, I don't, I can't do it. That's so, they're so good. You can't come up with them. You have to just be a little baby genius. I'm going to go back here. Let's find it. Janny. I just want to chill with Janny. I do too. media. Yeah. No, I don't think somebody can totally watch all of her mom's creepy ass fucking videos. No, I just want to be her actual friend. I know. Magical 61 the cat. See, 61 little, two little, two. yeah yeah i know 100 degrees and 24 hours <laughs> genius yes yes you know who else are geniuses i'm gonna guess our patrons yeah. are hey join us so uh first of the month almost join us now yeah. oh yeah get the best bang for your buck yeah right now yeah don't know when this episode airs so maybe not like today because i think that's at the very end of the month but then like tomorrow yeah, the first. Basically, you have the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Get on in there, mm-hmm. sign up, and then yeah. you don't get double. I think there charged. are 50 episodes over there now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> God. How are That's we doing 50 it? hours of content. Uh, Almost. Slightly oh. under. Let's say 47 hours of content. Seriously. 
it's worth it. Jeez. Uh, thank you so much to Kristen B. Kristen, behold, behold, <laughs> here I am. Bow down, yeah, my people. I'm the Kristen. Behold. <laughs> She likes to say. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Thank you so much to Mietta K. Oh, God. See, if you come at me with these, like, glorious names, I get thrown off. I can't I be funny around Mietta. No. She's too intimidating. Yep. From Australia. To sorry, boot. they. I don't, I'm assuming, I said she, but maybe they. They. Or mm-hmm. he. I don't, sorry, I didn't. Miss Ginger, if you did, if I just did, but that is a very beautiful name, very, very. yes, from Australia. Mm-hmm. Showing up. Oh, we did. Somebody did write. <laughs> Australians <laughs> do not touch Fosters under do no circumstances. No, yeah, that does not surprise me at all. No, no, I, no. But we will I'm, not make you drink Fosters beer if we see you in person. Just so you know, we won't be those people. Like, uh, here are your. Australian, here's your Foster's beer. Oh, here's your Foster's, here's your shrimp. We yep, on put it on the Barbie. <laughs> That's like literally the only thing that uh, Americans know about God. Australia, even though it's 2021. Well, of our generation. I'm sure Gen yeah. Z is like super hip Shut to up. everything yeah. about them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and thank you so much to Courtney's old coworker, Joseph F. Shut the fuck up. Joseph fuck, comma, shut the uh, wait what yes yes now, little, little jojo Joe. yeah little Joe i didn't even know he was paying any attention hey, I hey guy that's really sweet somehow that slipped right the fuck by me right the joe fuck by me <laughs> that's sneaky. awesome sneaky hi joe i love him so much oh i could tell you so many stories about joe well you can get his permission and then share later we don't want to exploit yes. him he flew the coop and moved to LA and got a fucking awesome job. And I'm so proud of you, Joe. I love you. Thank best. you for being a Patreon supporter. I'm see, I'm glad you make all that money. Cause now you can pay me, baby. Seriously. Woo-hoo! Yep. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and la- last, but certainly not least a big, big thank you to Shannon W. Shannon, what the fuck are you doing in my zone, in my zone, in my zone, in my zone, in my zone? Do you want her to be in your zone or do you want her to get out of your zone? Not no, here. she says that to you. She says, oh. what are you do- you doing in my zone? I in thought you were zone. saying to her, why is she in your zone? I was like, no. we want her to be in our zone. Yeah, but if you get in her zone, you're going to watch out. <laughs> yeah or or not maybe it's maybe it's she'll give you presents yeah hugs probably I bet you but she will it's only one way to find out get yep. in it get in her zone <laughs> but only in a nice way not in a creepy way no 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 consensual zones only always <laughs> always what are you uh, doing in my zone consensually <laughs> that's what she says uh, we really, really appreciate oh all God, of you so for much. being here. So much. And so if you much. want to spend more time with us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can also email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Do it. Yep. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. 
copies. Yeah, so people have been getting reviews. Whoa, 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 whoa. Woo-hoo. You, you Keep were them following. Yes, a couple of you followed the assignment. Keep it up. It was. It is like getting real mail in the yes. olden days. Yes. Please do it. Yes. Uh, thank you, AJ Bergans, for our music. Yes, thank you so much. And remember, did I forget mm. something? And remember, did no. I forget? No. <laughs> no, don't exploit your children. Don't do <laughs> it. Please don't do Encourage it. Encourage them, support them support them nurture their gifts if they choose to become pop stars you know yeah. just be like okay this is probably going to be pretty you're probably going to end up in an oxygen bubble but <laughs> not a bubble but oxygen no. bubble comma but <laughs> i will support you but we're going to take our time and we're going to be thoughtful mm-hmm. and when we start making that sweet ass cash Maybe just like put a cap on it and be like, okay, when we hit $4 million, we got to get right. out. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's what I want to do in general. I just want to get to $4 million somehow and then done. Peace. Yes. I'm thinking I about like, I need to look that. up. The, the Harry Potter kids all seem to be okay. So like maybe, right. maybe the UK is doing it different than mm. us not like, many pops they... though they have many pops kids are fucked. <laughs> well i mean they were like on heroin as they were being filmed so um, full full makeup full like quaaludes makeup. yeah exactly. some, some they were putting those kids on something uh but not harry potter i think that i don't know i'll have to look so are yeah. they doing okay i think they are probably because they, they still have careers i think that that makes a difference i think becoming very famous as a child and then unfamous is yeah that's a true. bummer is a big bummer not that's that true. yeah anyway we don't yeah. i don't know i actually don't know but that's my <laughs> speculation anyway. what i do know is that i love you guys and i'll I see you next you time too. and i love you and goodbye goodbye, goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.